power on. The following is a presentation of the Sovereign Tech Podcast feed. And now for another fast-breaking news story, we go to our roving reporter. The podcast, Sovereign Tech. Its host, Dr. Brian Sovereign. The tech giants try to stop Sovereign Tech. They can't. The man of tomorrow is here. And, you know, you're going to have to let me know how the sound is on this one. Uh, I mean, I know through my own ears and my own testing equipment, um, but I'm actually recording on my H1N, which lately, uh, ever since my blue uh, Yeti X plus whatever the hell that thing is, uh, <laughs> ever since that um, went down, uh, I or has started failing. Um, I had switched to my H6. And the H1N is this really tiny guy. Um, I've had mine for a while, for a little while now. Uh, and I, I keep it with me, like in my luggage and everything all the time. Um, and it, you know, they run like sub $100 depending upon the day. And I've reviewed this thing in the past and I've always told people, uh, and it's zoom, the company Z O O M nothing to do with the, uh, uh, video conferencing software. Uh, or should I say video conferencing nightmare, but, <laughs> um, but the H one N, uh, I've always said that, look, you can get into podcasting and you need very little hardware at all. You know, I mean, you like, it doesn't have to be a major investment, um, and getting like starting off with an H one N, I mean, you can go even cheaper and get some pretty amazing stuff, no doubt. Uh, but the H one N is, you know, an all in one literal pocket. And I mean, as in literally you could fit in anybody's pocket, almost anybody's pocket, uh, pocket studio, uh, it really, really does a solid job. Um, you can even power it off of your computer. You don't even have to have the batteries in it, but it is battery powered as a micro SD card slot, all that jazz. Anyway, uh, as it stands right now, I actually have it connected to a windows 11 computer. Um, now I do have a windows 11 review, uh, episode coming. That's not what we're here to talk about. Uh, but I, that will be on the way, uh, because I definitely have some thoughts about windows 11, uh, and you know, where it fits, uh, within, well, what's going on at Microsoft and perhaps within everybody's, you know, their, their, their daily lives. Um, I got a lot of response to the recent sovereign tech supplemental that I did around the steam deck. Uh, people seem to be kind of shocked that I was recommending windows and, you know, folks, I, I'm not recommending windows. I'm saying if you're going to, if you're having a gaming PC, okay. And one that, you know, and, and anyway, we don't have to get into it here. I wanted to get into it in the windows 11 review episode to, to, you know, to talk about it, but don't confuse me that somehow I'm recommending windows whole cloth. I'm not. Okay. Uh, but regardless Something that I am not recommending or that I'm not recommending whole cloth would be uh, Facebook. And that's really what we're here to talk about. So anyway, my point about the H1N, let me know if, if you feel like the audio quality took a significant dive. Everybody listens with some people listen with their car speakers. Some people listen with their, um, you know, uh, earbuds where the things like 
jammed in their ear like a pencil. And I don't know how you do that, but people do. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of different acoustic environments that I don't get to test every episode of Sovereign Tech on. And so if you find that, boy, did this episode drop uh, the audio quality, let me know. And I will never record with the H1, uh, H1N again, unless, you know, it's an episode that that's kind of rushed and timely and has to come out right now. Um, as I hinted, we are going to talk about Facebook and the hashtag Facebook down, uh, that occurred yesterday, October 4th throughout a good chunk of the day. Of course, it was more than just Facebook. Um, but I want to caveat this episode with opening this up. I don't expect this to be a long one, but you know, when I get started talking, what happens, uh, regardless, I want to caveat this one with, I don't like doing these sorts of episodes. Now, what do I mean by that? I don't have problems with doing like shorter episodes and single content episodes and things like that. Obviously I've done uh, a few of those anyway, throughout 2021. Um, it's been a very unique year for sovereign tech, but I don't, what I don't like doing is the news of the minute. I hate that because in my opinion, and I don't just think it's opinion. I think it's, you know, at this point it's well-worn proven fact that all of the recommendations that I have made on sovereign tech over 10 years will weather you for just through just about any storm that hits in the tech world. Okay. On the internet, off the internet, whatever. You follow the principles that Sovereign Tech has laid out over the years, and you will likely be fine and dandy, or at least you'll be better off than most. These news of the minute episodes, this is for people who need clickbait to stroke their ego. These are This is for people who need, uh, I don't know, like just rampant attention every five minutes, okay, to feel better about themselves and to feel some kind of self-worth, even though... It's coming from externally, so it's not really self-worth. Don't confuse me. It's a fine and wonderful thing to ask questions and wonder, hey, what the hell is going on out there? Okay. But to do an episode and, you know, where like anytime something this big happens, where Facebook and other services, many of them Facebook properties, but not all, are down for hours hours and, you know, like say over 12 hours or whatever. Okay. How, however long they've been out. And, and even, you know, I think as of this recording, which is on October 5th, um, things are still kind of slowly returning to normal. So we can't give an exact, you know, uh, amount of time uh, or timeline of how long this was going on for, um, because to some degree it's still happening, you know, as of this morning to some degree. So it's good to wonder what's going on, you know, and when it, again, when it's this big, I mean, it makes you wonder, like, do we, is it Mirai botnet two, right? Remember that, you know, the day the internet died in 2015, um, which that was in October, if I'm not mistaken, or, you know, has the U S government, you know, pulled the kill switch, uh, on, you know, on the internet, which they do have. And just about every country has, uh, one of those, it's a law. You can look it up. It's not speculation. Yeah. I mean, bottom line, it, it's just, it's good to question and to wonder what's going on and to, you know, seek out, you know, friends and communities and whatever and say, Hey, are you experiencing this? Hey, what do you think's going on? And sharing the latest information. Um, 
the where, where it becomes a problem for me, because, I mean, even I was engaged in that in the Sovereign Tech Telegram group. OK. And Telegram even. So, you know, like what are what are like the main platforms that that the man of tomorrow, you know, likes to frequent? Uh, I mean, basically, like Telegram, I consider another like the sixth protocol of the Internet. <laughs> okay. Like I consider it a whole other internet protocol at this stage. And in fact, because of this outage, they gained what some 70 million users overnight. Insane. I mean, I do work in PR and you know, I, I work with companies and I tell every single one of them, Hey, get a telegram group or channel going right now because you can't count on any, any of the big names that, that people normally think of. And this is like the fastest growing platform on the planet. Don't even, th don't skip TikTok. Don't even think about TikTok. You go right to Telegram. And these are, these are businesses that I'm talking about. Not like, and not even just crypto businesses, not just like, you know, I mean, these are like full on businesses where you would go shopping at Home Depot and, you know, might find something of theirs or, or Target or wherever. Um, you know, that I'm making these recommendations to. And that's usually how I sell it to them is that, you know, how, or, you know, I explained that the internet is so many different protocols, right? It's, you know, uh, uh, TCP IP, you know, it's, uh, it's SMTP, it's IRC, it's Usenet, right? It's all these different things. I always say telegram is the, is the new protocol, but back to what I was saying. Um, the two apps that I, or the two, you know, communication apps, I guess you could say that I frequent, um, are telegram and Briar. Uh, now Briar, you can't, I don't even want to call an internet protocol because the beauty of Briar is that it works without the fucking internet, <laughs> right? It just uses whatever radios your device happens to have, uh, which is a, you know, beautiful and wonderful thing. And so yesterday, if you were using telegram or Briar, you were more or less fine. Didn't matter what kind of out and we'll go down the list. Uh, or at least, I mean, I don't know if anybody even has a complete list of everything that was experiencing outages or slowdowns. Um, but we'll go down the list on that. Now I say you'd be more or less fine. Briar, you would have had no issue. Telegram. I did experience slowness where messages could take anywhere between like five, uh, like up to like five minutes, maybe I'll say, uh, five minutes to send finally. Um, they did take a while for all of that to pop up. I did notice where like I would be going to a private chat and a lot of the message history wouldn't show up. So Telegram was definitely experiencing it, but it still worked as to where if you were using a Facebook property to to message like Instagram, WhatsApp, Facebook Messenger or, you know, of course, Facebook proper. You, you couldn't do anything. Forget about waiting five minutes. You know, you were waiting five hours plus to get any kind of message out. And I'm sure it doesn't help that, you know, like Facebook's been working so hard on, um, uh, unifying messaging between Facebook messenger, Instagram, and WhatsApp. Uh, like now that just seems like a terrible idea. Doesn't it? Uh-huh. We're, we're going to get into some of the details around this. I, I, there, there's, there's, there, there are things to say. Okay. But, you know, I want to open up with this point. Most importantly, I can't tell you how many times in my career that I have heard, because I don't want to say in my life because, well, it's at my, now that I'm 40, 
it's not half of my life. But if you ask me when I was like 30 for half of my life, there was no internet. Okay. So I can't say for my life. So anyway, now there's been a longer time that there has been internet, um, than there has not been in the time that I've been alive, um, which I consider almost tragic, but <laughs> I would have much rather been on the other half of that. But, uh, anyway, um, I can't tell you how many times in my career that I have heard somebody say, why can't we just all use the same messenger, you know, either messaging app, messaging protocol, whatever. Holy shit. If you didn't get a lesson in why that's a bad fucking idea yesterday, then I, I don't know what to do for you. You're fucking lost. This is why, you know, everybody's like, Oh, standards are great. Standards are great. Yeah. Standards are great until the internet crashes, <laughs> you know, and there's nothing left. No, it's good to have options. You, I mean, standards are a funny thing, right? Because standards are, are kind of an emergent thing. All right. Like there's, you know, there, there's, there's certain levels where you kind of want something like a standard. And then there's levels where, where, you, you know, you really don't like, in fact, I could call out very specific names of people who I know who may have even been on the show in the past, who would argue with me about, you know, this idea of why we need standards, you know, in tech. And the, the example they'd always bring up is USB. Aren't you glad that we're all using USB? And I, and I saw the same person and heard the same person saying that they are livid that Europe is, is, is requiring Apple to, you know, go to the USB-C standard. And they basically said, <laughs> like they, they, they were contradicting themselves right there. I mean, cause they, again, you could say, well, they were just pissed off that the government's regulating and everybody should be pissed off whenever that happens. But no, 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 no. That like they, they were arguing that Apple is in the right to have lightning and all these other things. And I'm like, wait, 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 guys. <laughs> I thought, I, I thought, I thought USB was being a standard was a good thing. Hold on. <laughs> anyway, whatever. Um, this person's also like, you know, like what you would call a Bitcoin maximalist. Uh, I mean, I, I certainly can be, you know, I get counted in that number often enough. Um, and, and I, you know, I don't argue it. If I get called that, that's fine. Whatever. Just like people still call me libertarian and I'm just like, eh, all right, whatever, you know, I'll run with it. I'll, I won't use it myself, but if you want to call me that fine. Um, <laughs> anyway, yesterday with Facebook being out and Instagram and WhatsApp and all that, I hope you came to appreciate having options, having choices in what you can use, uh, you know, in having other apps and other messaging protocols and whatever, you know, to, to, to communicate with, I think signal, uh, had, a, had an increase in users as well. I doubt it was as dramatic as telegram because signals just not, it's not a replacement social network as to where telegram can more or less be. It's gotta do more with threaded with threaded, uh, comments. But you know, that that's the only thing that it's really missing. I'm still trying to figure out, I'm still trying to wonder, like, does Facebook have a fucking patent on that on threaded uh, conversations somehow? And that's why no one else will do it because no one else will do it. Not even really Twitter. 
Anyway, that said, the reason I don't like doing these episodes, <laughs> we went down a long, a long tirade there, but the reason I don't like doing these kinds of episodes is we don't like the day after you cannot possibly know what's going on. Like you can't really know. We can base off of kind of what Facebook was saying, but even then Facebook didn't really say anything. They just couched it in, in mumbo jumbo. Okay. And we're more or less relying upon analyses from like Cloudflare and others. Okay. As to what happened yesterday, you know, because they monitor internet traffic. But the short answer here is no one really knows what the fuck happened yesterday, you know, but then everybody's going around looking for somebody to have the answer. It's not possible to have the answer this early unless somebody came out or a nation state came out with the video. And even then, I mean, it's a government, they're probably fucking lying. Who knows what they're doing, but you know, unless a nation state comes out and says, we did it. It's our guys. We hacked you. Have a good day. You know, like you don't know, you know, I mean, again, we can do network analyses and, and I'll base off of what this potentially is about, um, on that, will I speculate otherwise? I'll think about it. Maybe when we get towards, you know, the end of this episode, I might do that. Um, but regardless, let's talk about what exactly, uh, uh, happened here. And well, I mean, again, most people really already know, but again, essentially on October 4th, um, earlier in the morning, uh, at least Eastern time, that a laundry list of services started going down. Facebook down was the first one. And of course, what happens when, when Facebook goes down, everybody goes to Twitter, right? Or when Instagram goes down, maybe everybody goes to Facebook, but then Facebook's down. So everybody goes to Twitter. So Twitter like did experience slowdowns, I guess at some point and did shut down for, I don't know, maybe 30 minutes, something like that. Um, but they didn't really experience, uh, the shutdown, but here's the full list of reported, uh, services or companies that did experience either uh shutdown, you know, either like, like as in there was no DNS, uh, resolving going on. You couldn't reach their sites. You couldn't use their app or services, whatever. Um, or there was just a, a general slowdown. So Facebook and Facebook messenger, of course, Instagram, again, all Facebook properties, WhatsApp, again, all Facebook properties. Uh, then, like I said, Twitter did experience a little bit, uh, T-Mobile, did apparently experience some degree of outage, uh, spectrum Verizon, AT&T Google was experiencing it a little bit, but to, I mean, it, I think it depends on the service, uh, Google Fi, I did not notice any shutdown as far as like, because there are, you know, uh, um, telcos in here and Google Fi of course is an MVNO that uses a bunch of different telcos. So maybe it bounced around as one went out, it switched to another and I just didn't notice. Um, that, that could be a thing, but Google services, I mean, none of my Gmails ever shut down yesterday. And I mean, I get emails seemingly by the minute. <laughs> so, uh, so I did not notice that, um, at all, but some were reporting it, uh, and we'll get into why that may be, why some people, you know, experienced an outage and others did not, uh, because this was, I mean, at some points, especially with Facebook, it was blanket where, you know, it was out for everybody. Um, but there are other cases where it seems to be more of a spotty situation. Um, and it wasn't a blanket case, but cricket wireless, Amazon, uh, telegram, as we mentioned, did experience a slowdown. Uh, Apple was experiencing issues as was TikTok, Snapchat, and there were others. 
Now, the other thing that went down after this or during this uh, scenario, or yeah, what, what would we call it? Yeah, we'll say scenario. Uh, well, it's not a scenario because it played out, right? <laughs> but but during the situation, there we go. During the situation, uh, Facebook stock plummeted. And I mean plummeted, you know, to the tune of some $7 billion that uh, that Mark Zuckerberg was out of his uh, net worth. Granted, that's $7 billion out of, I don't know, $100 billion something. So, uh, you know, does that really hurt him? You know, <laughs> like when you're counting in the billions, are you really hurt? No, especially when you're usually sending out messages from like your yacht, which he does. Um, Facebook, of course, sent out the the usual platitudes. Uh, there were there were a few like, let's see, I think Zuckerberg himself uh, put out to the to the he, he said this quote, uh, in fact, or Facebook, it wasn't Zuckerberg, but Facebook um, <laughs> itself tweeted. <laughs> That's so damn funny. <laughs> what does Facebook do when it's down? It tweets <laughs> just like everybody else. Uh, uh, anyway, so uh, Facebook had tweeted from the Facebook Twitter account, quote, to the huge community of people and businesses around the world who depend on us. We're sorry. We've been working hard to restore access to our apps and services and are happy to report they are coming back online now. Thank you for bearing with us. Uh, then their uh, chief technical officer, Mike uh, Schroepfer, uh, said sincere apologies to everyone implicated or impacted by, yeah, implicated. Everybody is implicated because if you're a Facebook user, you're fucking implicated. <laughs> Uh, impacted by outages of Facebook powered services right now. We are experiencing network issues and teams are working as fast as possible to debug and restore as fast as possible. And quote, then Zuck did chime in and said, quote, Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, and messenger are coming back online now. Sorry for the disruption today. I know how much you rely on our services to stay connected with the people you care about End quote. Well, fortunately I don't, <laughs> I don't use Facebook to connect with the people I care about because me, when I care about somebody, uh, I give them options on how to reach me if, you know, the world ends, right? <laughs> like, or, uh, you know, proverbially. Uh, so I, I certainly wouldn't use Facebook. Anyway, so, you know, grandma's had a hard time yesterday, right? That's what everybody was saying. <laughs> and then, of course, there's those, you know, whole Senate hearings going on with that, you know, Facebook whistleblower who's saying that Facebook is killing democracy and everything. No, democracy is actually eating itself as it's always done. Uh, you know, cause it's, it's, it's the failed God. Right. Um, but, <laughs> but whatever, uh, plenty of jokes to go around people talking about, Oh, mental health went up for a few hours yesterday, blah, blah, blah. You know, because Facebook was down and everything. That part's probably true. But anyway, how did this happen? Let, let's let, let's just, let's get to it. But to the best of my knowledge, uh, to date, again, we're recording this morning of October 5th, uh, 2021. There has not been like an official acknowledgement from uh, Facebook as to what happened, which leaves room for speculation other than, you know, they screwed something up like that. That's that's more or less been the, been their gist. Um, the running theory, uh, you know, amongst people you know, with fair knowledge, okay, on the matter, and I've looked into it as well, and the evidence that exists, um, the running theory is that there was an accidental, seemingly, an accidental and instantaneous, which is why it just suddenly hit, uh, withdrawal 
of BGP routes to Facebook's own DNS servers. Okay. Which means that when, well, okay, we, we got to break these terms down, but that's the claim or th th that's, that's the running best theory of what happened here. So what is BGP? Okay. Uh, DNS. I think most people are kind of familiar with that. So DNS is, you know, domain name server DNS is the phone book of the internet, right? So we can put these in pre-internet terms. The DNS is, is, is the phone book of the internet, right? That that's what they mean by lookup. Like you would look up a phone number so you could get in touch with the person that you want to call in, in a phone book. Okay. BGP stands for border gateway protocol. BGP to use a pre-internet analogy, or would that be metaphor? Well, anyway, whatever, but BGP would be, you know, if DNS is the phone book, BGP would be the postal service. Okay. What you got to understand is that the internet is, I mean, I call it the big, bad internet, but as I often like to clarify, the internet is not just one protocol, right? Like there's more, most people, when they think of the internet, all they think of is the World Wide web. Okay. When actually, you know, and, and even when they think of email, they think of the World Wide web. Email is a completely separate protocol to the World Wide web. The World Wide web could effectively go down. Okay. And email would still function and work. You would just have to have software that could interact with the SMTP protocol. Um, so, and that, I mean, and again, like I said earlier, there's other protocols, right? When I was kind of joking about telegram being, you know, the new protocol, of the internet, uh, but you know, you have IRC, right? Internet relay, relay chat, you have Usenet, um, you know, there, there's, there's multiple protocols. The internet is not just, is not a singular entity. The internet's actually a network of networks. Okay. It's not a singular network. It's a network of networks that are all intercommunicating. Now it's not a mesh network that that's a different thing where the problem or the issue here, the reason why I call it the big, bad internet is that is, is exactly, <laughs> or if the BGP theory is true for what happened to Facebook, the problem with the big, bad internet is exactly what happened yesterday. That when you run into where, where enough, um, essentially when enough, uh, nodes is the wrong word to use, but I'll use it. But when enough nodes, when enough servers, whatever, uh, you know, aren't able to communicate things crash for people as to where with actual mesh networking, any node, you know, or any device can go down and everything still essentially functions just as it did before. There's, you know, and, and it, it doesn't like, you know, hurt, um, the entire network's, uh, capabilities. But mesh networking's resiliency, I mean, there's a lot more to what defines mesh networking, so I don't want to get lost on that. Okay, so, but BGP, Border Gateway Protocol. When you have a network of networks, which is what the internet is, okay, um, like the, the networks would be, say, at your, at your office, okay? That is one of the networks of the network that is the internet. And for your office servers you know, for your IT teams to interact and connect with everything else going on, on the big, bad internet that goes through a border gateway protocol. Okay. So if you fuck up and, and again, like I said, it's analogous to, to, you know, like, like the postal service. Okay. So you could, I guess calling DNS, the phone book of the internet. I mean, that that's a common term that gets used, but to stick with the postal service analogy here. Um, so say you were trying to, you know, you're at your computer at your office, uh, 
you're trying to get on Facebook, shame on you, but, but you're trying to get on Facebook and to do so, you're essentially writing the address on the letter to, you know, the, uh, the woman that you want to cheat on, you know, your wife with, right? Because that's why you're on Facebook. Uh, wait, sorry. Was that a little too honest? Uh, and no, <laughs> uh, it's, it's sorry. I'm just so brutal. I, I, I just don't get it. I see way, I know way too many people that are still communicating on this fucking thing. People who I know are much smarter and should know much better. Whatever. Uh, (laughs) So I wonder, why are they doing this? It must be because they're going to get laid. You know, like, otherwise, why else would you, you know, the only reason you'd whore out all your data is because you're whoring out elsewhere. It's my my only guess. Uh, Anyway, so you're writing out this letter to uh, to cheat on your husband and, and you're you're like you're mailing it. Okay. And you're going to, you're going to send this out. Um, and you you write the address on it. So that's the DNS is the address that you write on it. Okay. The border gateway protocol is the postal service. That's going to send that letter to be able to communicate, um, you know, with the person that you want to cheat with. And <laughs> Sorry. Uh, anyway, so, or I don't know that you want to send nudes to whatever. Okay. Uh, you know, on Polaroids, which good to go. So you're doing that. Now, here's the problem is if the post office is closed, that letter can't go out, even though you have the right address. And that's what happened here is that, uh, Facebook or the theory is that see back in May, Facebook, um, set up a new system that allowed for automatic peering, which basically allowed for a faster uh, resolving time for BGP. Okay. For these, uh, you, you know, for these border gateways, okay. Or border gateway protocols to, you know, with, I mean, and I guess now we're going back to the phone. We're, we're just switching up analogies here, right and left, but I'm, I'm trying to explain it like in terms that, that everybody can grok here. So have you ever seen like old movies where the operator is manually like switching the line? Like, Oh, could you connect me to, you know, Mr. Bimbleboppel or whatever. And so they have to pull a line out and they plug it in and then that's directing towards them. So historically BGP worked in a very similar manual way. Facebook in an effort to help automate. And, you know, I think their claim was that they back in may, they saved some like eight hours, uh, of, of, of time spent on, you know, routing, uh, you know, peering community, uh, connections and everything. And <laughs> which now that, that be, if, again, if this is what happened, it's still theoretical, but it, it's the best guess going, uh, wow, that saved eight hours seems like that, that, that's a, that's a $7 billion price tag on that saved eight hours a week, <laughs> you know, for, for your workers. So, I mean, and we know that, that Zuckerberg is all about automating everything and, and, you know, getting control over the robots and whatever that way, you know, he can be the overlord of humans and connect them all via VR or something. Wait, did I go there too? Sorry. Anyway, <laughs> this is good. This is going to be bad. People are going to get trapped in VR when the, when border gate protocol. <laughs> okay. So, um, so the guess is, is that this automation process with BGP that Facebook developed fucked up. And not only did it fuck up for Facebook, 
but it it was like so interconnected with other networks and maybe even other companies, including telcos, that list I was mentioning earlier, they might have bought into because Facebook made a full announcement about this. Uh, they might have bought into this automation project uh, process for BGP and it failed. And then that's why nobody could, you know, could connect um, to these services online. Because again, notice, you know, like it's not like a botnet situation. It's not like the, the internet was still going, right? It's just that you couldn't resolve. You couldn't get to where you wanted to go. Okay. It's not that the network itself was effectively down. So to continue with the analogy, this happened because Zuckerberg didn't want to pay as many postal employees. That almost sounds like a real world, uh, <laughs> like that's really happening now too. Uh, what did they say on October 1st that the U S postal service was going to start slowing down? I was like, aren't they already at a snail's pace? <laughs> How much slower do they go? <laughs> anyway, but that's the theory is that it was just a mistake. It was just like, it's a new process and, and it essentially failed, you know, where exactly the failure was. We're not sure. Now there were reports as well. And this is kind of funny. Uh, there were reports that Facebook employees who had gone out to lunch, which if you ask me, you work for Facebook, you're already out to lunch. <laughs> uh, uh, they, the, I mean, the hits just keep on coming. <laughs> this is just so damn funny. Uh, but anyway, they could not get into Facebook HQ because I, I guess the servers were down. And not only that, but people that were inside Facebook HQ couldn't get out and they couldn't even get into certain sections of the building. And that's part of what took so long is that you had to have a lot of people show up and like physically, you know, be in, be in meat space and fix this. It couldn't be done remotely. Why? Cause you couldn't dial in because of the, you know, because again, the border gateways were, were down. So, you know, I mean, I, I said this on telegram, like, ho holy shit. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it, it sounds like, you know, the hive out of, out of uh, resident evil, you know, I mean, this sounds like umbrella corporation, of course, you know, Facebook, I think would fit right in with, with, with that, uh, uh, comparison. But anyway, uh, th this, this fact, or again, it's a claim. I don't know if anybody has gotten like a hundred percent verification that this was going on, you know, about people like their cards, not allowing them into the building or out of the building or into certain rooms. But now that really shouldn't have happened, right? Especially when you're on location. This essentially means that the security system right down to the doors at Facebook HQ are controlled from the outside, which why would you do that? Unless you plan on being outside and feel like you need to shut everything down. I mean, it's one thing to be able to communicate with the inside, right? From the outside. It's a whole other that's, that's just communicating though. We're talking about, it must be controlled from the outside. Like that's, that's the part that, that doesn't make sense is that the door is essentially lost communication with the main, you know, the controlling server that, that, that they communicate with that, Something's not right there. And, and in fact, that, that just makes it all the more Resident Evil, quite frankly. Unless somehow I'm misunderstanding it. But again, we're not getting a whole lot of clarity here. Um, 
I mean, I'm recording this long before Steve Gibson is getting on the air. I don't know what he's going to say about it on security. Now I'm certainly looking forward to it, but unless there's info that comes out between then and now that I didn't see, uh, I would imagine he's going to speculate as much as I am, or at least, you know, we, we can only theorize, um, what went down. You know, because Facebook's being very broad in exactly what happened. I don't blame them. You know, why would you tell everybody like how to shut down Facebook, <laughs> you know, or shut down half the Internet uh, for that matter, um, or even slow it down? Uh, you know, that could get weaponized uh, in a heartbeat. I mean, how would you weaponize something like this? Well, let me tell you how, actually. So what we can do. In our <laughs> I mean, it's not like somebody, you know, because this, you know, uh, the resolving of, of, you know, BGP, you know, the resolving of DNS queries, you know, via, via the, these gateways, it's not like, you know, because that's automated now that somehow you could, you know, kind of spoof the automation, um, because no one's like really manually checking it anymore. And then, you know, you could, you could stop wide swaths, um, of the internet. It's, it's not like you could do that or wait, could you, since nobody's looking, Hmm. Well, anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> um, okay. Now the timing of this, let's talk about that. The timing of this should be noted, meaning that it happens a day after a whistleblower scandal, um, surrounding Facebook, something that I'm not going to spend a ton of time talking about because again, everything that, 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 uh, uh the gal is the whistleblower is saying, Okay. And she's speaking in front of the Senate or something. I think today, uh, you know, everything that she's saying, like, how, how is this news? Of course, you know, we know that, 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 that Facebook, it doesn't play by its own rules, you know, like it, yes, it gives like bigger name, uh, uh, celebrities. Um, I mean, we've known this, they give them completely different apps to use than what the, the, you know, the average person uses, but then the average person fucking thinks, oh yeah, I'm going to get a million fucking followers. <laughs> Kiss my ass. But you know, I mean, to be fair, I do get it that people, there are a lot of people who rely, even big companies that rely even, like on Facebook ads are a primary driver of their online sales. I, I mean, it's, I, I find that crazy to believe even for, you know, companies that, aren't like selling niche avocado mattresses or something. I mean, larger companies, um, where that's the case where Facebook ads seem to be like their number one driver seem to be, I would still debate some of that data. Of course, so did Procter and Gamble with the research a few years ago, but regardless, I get that. And this, you know, speaks to a point. Well, okay. The gal talking the whistleblower talking to, to, to the Senate and everything. Look, let me comment on that. If, and how many years ago is this now? Seven, eight. If Facebook engaging in behavioral experience experiments on unsuspecting users, isn't enough for you to say this company is screwed in the head and I'm going to stop using their shit. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. We should always be able to point back at that, that they did that. And that should be the, uh, I mean, it's, it, it's, you know, open and closed book, shut it, shut the case. But no, we, we still need more information about this. 
I mean, all these concerns about like what algorithms are doing and a lot, and you know, and I'm not saying that it's not valid concerns. I'm just saying that like, well, then don't use the products that, that are taking advantage of these algorithms, but all these concerns around like what social media is doing and getting deplatformed and a lot of these other things and blah, blah, blah. Or now, you know, now the issue is platforms entirely shutting down. It really seems to just come down to that. There are people, egomaniacs, megalomaniacs, whatever, who can't reach the dum-dums anymore. And so now they're sad. That's really what it seems to boil down to. Like, I think some people could argue with the whistleblower that, you know, well, oh, yeah, this, and I've seen it where people have said, oh, it's great that it's destroying our democracy. Yay, blah, blah, you know, like like some fellow anarchists or whatever, bring it down. and It's like, yeah, I, I hear where you're coming from. But then you're arguing for the use of Facebook, which is essential to the surveillance society slash surveillance state tracking what activists do every second of the day and whatever else and is thwarting all of your plans. So, you know, look, sometimes the enemy is just the enemy, you know, like what's the old saying, uh, Sun Tzu, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. No, that's kind of bullshit. The, and, and I know others have said this before, but it's true. This is the true statement. No, the enemy of my enemy is my fucking enemy. Now back to businesses. Um, do I empathize with them? No, not really. Because I, I think relying heavily upon these channels that you have ultimately no real control over. Um, and you just got to prove to you on October 4th, uh, is, is a problem. Okay. Uh, I mean, we could get into, well, this is what happens when you build networks that, <laughs> that aren't designed to, uh, you know, withstand a nuclear attack, which I mean, the internet originally you could argue was designed for that, but clearly we're well past that point. Um, you know, which is ironically, like, I think why a lot of bombs don't get dropped in many parts of the world because they know that if they did, well, then you're going to have real BGP problems, right? So, um, as I've been recommending for years on this show, do not rely on these channels. Do not put all your eggs in one basket. Don't even put all your eggs in three baskets. Have, you know, can more control over your own storefront. Okay. Have more control over, you know, your own. I mean, there's a lot of like how, how many, how many Facebook for work must've been down. Okay. So like there could have been document, all kinds of things that you just suddenly lost access to where if you had at your office, you had your own server, your own NAS or whatever, and things were being done internally, who gives a shit what happens to Facebook? I mean, to say nothing of this is the bit, the first thing that came to my mind is that if you were using Facebook as a login for other services, right? Cause they offer that OAuth, um, that I'm going to guess that was down. Because Facebook itself, like, you know, Facebook's servers are the authentication token, right? That's a fucking mess. So, boy, if you didn't learn, I mean, and I know there's plenty of people who do this with Google, too, where sign in with your Google account, sign in with your Apple account, sign in with your Twitter account. Oh, don't ever. Don't ever. And you say, well, you know, my email could get, you know, could get blasted, too, and who knows what happens. Yeah, but usually you know, a site doesn't have to send 
to your email address, right? To verify that it's you, you're just using the user ID itself, that the text, all you're using is a text. Okay. There's no handshake going on. It's just the text, uh, claiming that it's you. Now that's not like super secure, but it is what's up, you know, and what will be up and doesn't rely upon Facebook being operational. So ultimately let, let's just cut to it. Ultimately, I think based on the theories, our best theories of what happened and who knows by the time this episode gets uploaded, we might know the reality, you know, or the hundred percent truth. I, I don't know. Uh, I doubt it though, but ultimately if this is due to the new automation process in BGP that Facebook implemented, um, in May, then the issue here is really with that automation process, not so much like a fragility necessarily in the internet itself, even though in many ways, I still think it speaks to that. And, you know, one day I'll be able to, you know, be the old man that, that says, go, let's go back to store and forward. And like I keep repeating but that doesn't scale, right? Well, then we don't scale, but <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway, so what's the good, uh, to come out of this? I mean, the good is hopefully that people do realize, um, you know, kind of like what I was talking about, like perhaps with the Facebook ID, you know, and not relying upon these platforms for too much, um, of your business or of your communication, right? And also, I mean, you know, speaking of store and forward, I mean, you know, one of the buzzwords out there right now that I hate is web 3.0. Um, cause I guess web 2.0 didn't do much for us, but anyway, <laughs> but web 3.0, uh, where everybody's like, oh yeah, we need to go DeFi, We need to go blockchain. We need to go this, we need to go that. I mean, in some ways blockchain done right is, is essentially store and forward in a way. Um, you know, so I'm not necessarily against that, but I think a lot of people suddenly got interested in, um, okay. Maybe there is a certain fragility to the internet that, and especially when it comes to business and people losing money, um, we need alternatives and people might be taking a good, hard, long look at alternatives, but I don't have a whole lot of faith in that happening. And the reason being, you know, after the Mirai botnet, nobody clamored for, Hey, stop IOT or let's make more, let's make IOT more secure, which was ultimately, you know, was a big part of what was at fault with, with Mirai. Um, and like, and, and that was the problem, like that's, I would argue that's the root problem. Nobody, nobody brought that up and nobody wanted to take real action on that. So I'm not expecting any real action to come out of this either. Okay. Now, so that's it. So there, I hope we've kind of explained what could have happened, what the running theory is that happened and, and Facebook has not come out and debunked it either. So makes you wonder. Um, of course they probably like having tons of theories out there. I did say what I have some fun in like being conspiratorial or speculating. Okay. I'll have a little fun. It is weird that you have this whistleblower, you know, going up to Congress and then suddenly Facebook's down for hours and like nobody can access Facebook, the DNS record, like everything's just gone. And so was Facebook spending hours hiding a bunch of shit on their servers, burning a bunch of data onto Blu-rays, which is what they do. And like, they've admitted to that and that, you know, to using Blu-rays, right? So should you, so should you, so should you fuck the cloud moving on. Uh, so, you know, did, did they do that? Did they, they clean up their house? 
before prying eyes came in before this gal could, uh, you know, could, could get in front of, uh, in front of the Senate in front of Congress. Is that what happened here? Well, I said, I'd just toss it out there. Do we have evidence for that? No, not, not that I'm aware of. Um, but boy, this is a really bad fuck up to do on something that you announced pretty hard. I mean, they did a whole blog post around this, right? You know, around this, uh, this, this automation appearing. It's strange. And then what's up with the doors not opening? It's strange. I, I mean, think about it, right? Like, okay. So everybody's saying, wow, it's so crazy. Ha ha. Isn't it funny that Facebook employees can't get in? Yeah. But then nobody else can either. Hmm. So, you know, is this a, <laughs> is this a Georgia style pig fuck of a cover up? Hey, you know, <laughs> what's the old song say? Things that make you go, hmm. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> but there, there, there's, there's a, there's a little speculation for you. And I'm not going to say I'm the only one that speculated along those lines. Um, I might've taken a little further than other people have, but, um, but there you go. So we will leave it at that could turn out that all of this is dead wrong. And again, that's why I don't like doing these kinds of episodes. When news like this happens, I usually wait at least like a week to collect enough data over what happened because tomorrow it could all be bullshit, you know, but here we go. Here it is folks here, here, you know, here, here's, here's what went down, uh, or potentially what went down the possibilities, um, the effects after effects and so on and what may come next. So that's it for this little episode of sovereign tech. And I will see all of you woo, on the other side. Hey, is sovereign tech not enough for you? Well, let me tell you about something you'll never get enough of. No, no, I mean it. We're talking about a radio show and podcast that goes all night long, seven nights a week, three hours a night, 365 days a year, and has been going since the early aughts, baby. I am talking about none other than Free Talk Live. It's the show you control. That's right. It's an open phones call-in show that is ready for you. And if you're worried that your voice isn't going to get heard, don't be. We are talking about the only libertarian radio show stateside, and not only that, it's also the number 26 talk show in the United States. Start listening now and go ahead and hit that massive back catalog at freetalklive.com. The Golden Stallion guarantees a good time, and you might even find some episodes with me on them when you do. That's freetalklive.com, and we thank them for sponsoring Sovereign Tech.